Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast, episode 439. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom, Charlie here with you. Uh, coming to you late Wednesday evening, early Wednesday evening, I guess, not late Wednesday evening. Uh, prior to the Bucks game, we are going to talk about the Bucks. But before we do that, we'll talk about Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. Who would you rather have for the next three, two years? Next two years is their contracts up after that year. So the next two years, which guy would you rather have, Wilson or Rodgers? And then we'll talk about the Bucks and Grayson Allen. How does Grayson Allen fit? when this team as a whole is, is it still going to work the same way? Are the bucks maybe a better team than they were last year? And they're going to go crazy at some point. We'll talk about that. And then are the Badgers, the team of the big 10, nobody wants to face. And could that mean they could play spoiler for a Michigan or an Ohio state? Talk about that all Mitch. What's going on, buddy. How you doing? Well, it's funny. I'm, I'm doing well. And you said late this evening, it does feel late, but it's not really that late because. Oh yeah. We are we are reacclimating. We're doing our first pod since the devastating hour fallback time change that everyone has to go through. And uh, yeah, it's 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 time to time to I guess the depressing month of November is in full swing and uh, uh, dark at four thirty. Now my day job is crazy in the month of November, but I will say that November is sneaky one of my favorite months because it's just like we have sports on all the time. Like last night. I didn't really, and as someone who has a wife, I, you don't always, and I only have one TV, really. I have two TVs, but I have one sitting room. I don't have, like, a basement where I can just go, go and watch whatever I want and ignore her, um, which is, you know, the plan going forward. Don't tell her. But, you know, last night I went from watching Bucks game, because we were talking about something we just had on background, and then the game was close, and I was like, all right, locking in, not just, and then I had Marquette on the laptop, made the flip. And so having like all of that there and then there's football on all the time, like you got Mac games on Wednesday, Monday, and then you'll get feast week and then you'll get, you know, NBA's cooking, starting to kind of know who's good, who's not. Um, it's good, man. It's great. Like this, I, November, yeah, the daylight savings time stuff sucks. Although I'm working early the next two weeks and that's been nice because, like when you get up, it's not like pitch black to seven. It's like pitch black till six thirty, and then you start getting a little daylight, and then then you go. And it's thankfully been sunny the last few days. I know it's gonna get kind of shitty the next uh, few, so that sucks. But regardless, like it, it's November's not a bad time, and then December basketball is even more cooking, and then you have the bowl games and playoffs and we're gonna have nfl till like mid-february i thought about you actually when i thought about that well super bowl will go to the 13th now i think that's partly due to like the calendar but like do you realize the super bowl i think will be the same weekend as all-star it'll be like super bowl and then all-star like you're gonna be apoplectic like there's not gonna be any basketball like in the forefront until like fucking march you're you're gonna be that there's gonna be a lot of like snarky tweets from you uh from like december to to february no that's not true but and then, then it, it'll be right into march madness so i know um you know it just it just works out i mean there's i will also say too um those who are single and those who are in a relationship i've heard this move pulled already you could take off that monday which is valentine's day and if like you need an excuse for your boss, like some people don't be like, oh, I'm just spending time with my loved one. And they don't know it's the day after the Super Bowl. Then you can just hang out. Little win-win there. There you go. That's self-love more than anything else. But we'll talk about a team who's hoping to get to the Super Bowl, the Green Bay Packers, and they take on the Seattle Seahawks. I will be in the building for that one. Uh, my first game at Lambeau, two years really to the day. Uh, today was actually the Carolina game via Snapchat memory, uh, where we were dumped on snow. It was one of the more awesome experiences that I've ever been a part of. And back at Lambeau, Wilson versus Rogers, likely um, Aaron Rogers, clearing the COVID. I, the, I guess it's not an IL, but it's a COVID IR or whatever. They don't, they call it the COVID list, I think, in the NFL. And he wants to make sure his heart's healthy and all that other shit. So they didn't know officially, but it seems like Rodgers is going to play, just given Matt LaFleur's comments that 
Rodgers was very active in the Zoom today. I think, Mitch, if he plays, I think we could get an all-time fuck you game from Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I really think he could just, like, have 400 yards and just double double bird the world and be like, all right, you pissed me off, and now now you're going to feel the pain sort of thing. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that's that's certainly a possibility. I think Rodgers is the ultimate competitor. He's always had a chip on his shoulder, and, uh, you know, this will be no different. Um, I hadn't thought about that, but that, that could be the case. And I think, too, he probably doesn't like the Seahawks very much. No. Um, and they're getting them at Lambeau, where I think they've kind of dominated the Seahawks at home. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a very uh, – including, cool. including, including some playoff games, and mm-hmm. um, now they've – now, you know, uh, CenturyLink or Questfield, whatever it's called these days, has been a much different story. But uh, at Lambeau, it's been very much uh, in the green and gold favor uh, over the last, you know, five, six years. So uh, it should be an interesting, uh, an interesting development. Maybe Rogers has a, has a shiny new weapon. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it would be very podcast on brand if Odell signs, well, right, right after we he, get done, I saw the he's news. Gonna drag the, he's going to drag this thing out as long. You know, Odell. He's going to drag this thing out as long as he can. He wants to stay on the first takes. He wants to stay on in the headlines. They all do. It's fine. Um, but the other thing too is, if he doesn't sign, I mean, he wouldn't play this weekend. I can't imagine if right. he were to sign. You know, uh, today or Friday. I mean, it, it just he wouldn't play. But um, who knows? I mean, maybe that could that could provide a boost in morale considering the, uh, the week that the organization has had. Um, it's been a pretty, pretty rocky one to say the least. And, you know, you sort of make an addition, sort of a let's go for it addition. Um, that doesn't require trading anything. Um, which I saw, I think the organization is receptive to that type of behavior. They don't, I don't think they like trading for things, but if they can, pick somebody up off a scrap heap, um, so to speak, they will. Yeah. And, and, uh, and which is why they're in the sweepstakes in the first place, I think. Right. It's really, int- I'm actually fascinated that Odell wants to come here. Um, just be based on location based on, you know, Devonte Adams kind of being the dude. Um, this, you know, that's kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, you're cool with like a, a big receiver room. Like this isn't a small receiver room. Like, sure get rid of Malik Taylor. That's fine. And Amari Rogers probably should just go on the Jeff Supan DL and be like, Oh, I hurt my ankle uh, conditioning. Um, I got to like be on the IR the rest of the year. Cause I just, I don't know. Amari looks like he needs a red shirt year. And then you have Odell there kind of patrolling the middle with Randall Cobb. And that could be a very unstoppable force. And I'm not going to wring my hands if Odell doesn't sign here. Uh, the Chiefs have less money than we do. Um, I think Odell doesn't exist. I don't know if he wants to come here or he where his motive is, honestly, because the fact that all the Packers stuff is leaking out is kind of come is coming from the agent likely. And the fact the Patriots stuff hasn't come out. And I wonder maybe is he waiting to see how the Patriots do against the Cleveland Browns this weekend? Because like we are maybe one more like strong Patriots win away from like people thinking they can be a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe that's what he's waiting for that. It's like, if the Patriots are there and I, I mean, I don't get the, how Bill Belichick does it or how guys have the allure of playing for Belichick, even though like he's a hard ass to the T any story you'll hear, like Belichick and Odell do not seem like guys who can mix, but I do think maybe there's some of Belichick wanting to prove you know, people wrong about the Antonio Brown stuff. And like that, I, I know I can, you know, manage personalities. He did it with Randy, Randy Moss. He's done it with other dudes. Like they've taken problem trials before. So this would not be there. This would not be another, you know, a new thing for Belichick. So I don't know, maybe that's what he's waiting for. Maybe he's waiting to see if the chiefs can beat the Raiders this weekend and, you know, try to see what, where is my, where are my best odds? And do I want to stick it to the Browns? That could be the other thing that you might just want to stay in the AFC to stick it to the Browns. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that, that, that could be that the chiefs would be a good option for him there. Um, you know, the chiefs are clearly a shell of themselves, but I think at the end of the day, 
Oh, I don't know. I, I was very disappointed. Not disappointed, but um, just surprised at how bad they were. It was jarring. It was jarring, wasn't it? I mean, I, I think the Packers' defense is good. Like, I think we can officially say they're good. I think, like, if you're they saying, just, I mean, they just they no, fucked I up. know they fucked up a ton. Like a lot of yeah. like goal line penalties and like Mahomes just like. <laughs> I don't want to say he sucks, but he just made some really weird throws and like a lot of sidearm bullshit and stuff that just didn't work out. Like Travis Kelsey's dropping wide open balls. Like Tyree Kill's not getting any separation anymore. It's just like really, really weird. Um, like stuff that isn't necessarily like scheme based. It's just uh, stuff that's like talent based where you know, Tyree Kills has been unstoppable for a number of years. And I think he still has decent numbers. Um, you know, fantasy wise and stuff like that. Um, but he had some monster games early and I don't know what he's done since. So, I mean, you'd like to think that the chiefs, I, I do think the chiefs are going to make the playoffs. I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if they didn't, but they got to, they got to turn it around pretty quick. You almost wonder if there is some disease of me going on with the chiefs, right? Bill Simmons quote, had this theory for like NBA teams where that win a lot. And at some point it would just be like, it's, it's about me. It's not about the team anymore. It's about me. And everybody's after their own thing. Everybody has their own endorsement deals and maybe they just kind of need to rebuild the chiefs with a little more thought process and need to kind of look deeper into that. This team just is not focused on football and maybe it's coaching. Maybe Andy Reid is like, I've won a super bowl. I've been to, I've been to another one. Like I can die happy. Like it had the whole thing that happened to his son. Like, I don't know, maybe he's just not there. Maybe he's just not connected and they need like a change in, in coaching and Eric. Yeah. He over. also, he also had a, like a health issue after a game. Didn't right. He? Yeah. Yeah. He had a health issue too. And like, has that I, coincided with their, with their slide? I don't know. I, I think it, I think it's definitely something to consider. And yeah, I, I was really surprised at how bad the chiefs were. Um, I haven't, I think I might bet the Raiders this weekend. I haven't decided yet. The Raiders are such a weird team. Um, yeah, be careful. I, I know, I know this is, this is the time for the Raiders slide. Um, but we'll see. But the, the topic that I wanted to cover in the larger scope, uh, besides just the Seahawks Packer matchup, and we'll talk betting angles tomorrow is the Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. Now the quarterbacks love this shit because, they're like, we don't actually face each other. But everybody talks about the quarterbacks. Everybody looks for the handshake at the end of the game. The reason why CBS grabbed this game, Nance and Romo, is so they can talk about Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. That's what they want to do. That's why they're there. It's weird that these quarterbacks are birds of a similar feather, even though I don't think they really like each other. Rodgers, um, do you watch Pat, Matt, Pat McAfee a few weeks ago? I uh, was asked about Russell Wilson doing the uh, on-air drills uh, for the NBC cameras, and he just laughed and didn't comment. I think it said everything you need to know about the relationship those two guys have. And while they're a little different personality-wise, they're kind of the same in terms of their attitudes. Um, you called in our pre-show meeting a mid, mid-year – or what did you call it? The uh, mid, like mid-career, mid-career yeah, crisis where like they're, they're sort of just – they might be fed up with the way their organization do to do things. And they kind of had some public, you know, displeasures of their organizations. And, right. Yeah. Um, I guess ultimately they're, they're both still on their teams and they have sort of played nice for whatever reason. Um, maybe their teams did something, a couple of things different, but um, they're hanging around and uh, having decent seasons, I guess. Wilson's been out for a while. Right. Um, He's coming back from the finger injury. He did the dramatic video, like the fucking try hard he is with the succession mm-hmm. music. And it's like, he it's coming back from Afghanistan when it's like, you had a three week injury, bud. like you're fine. Right. Like this is not like a torn Achilles. <laughs> it was, a, this it is was not, a finger. Yeah. Yeah. It's your fucking yeah. finger. Right. And it, that's, it, the, it is a try hard move. And it's, uh, it's kind of, you kind of reminds you of when uh, Gordon Hayward broke his leg. <laughs> yeah, uh, that opening night, and wasn't it wasn't it Dwight Howard who tweeted like, "Lord, take care of this man," or like, well, it was something like, something like dramatic, and like everybody replied like, "He didn't die, bro." Or like, uh, 
Or like the White Sox when they put up Eloy Jimenez's jersey. Like he had died after he got hurt in spring training. Do you remember that this year? Uh, I, I, I remember him getting hurt. I don't remember the yeah, they put they up like, jersey like on the, on the yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah, they put it up there like he had died. It's like, he's fucking fine. He tore his pectoral. He's going to be back at the like middle of the year. Fucking settled out. Like, yeah, he's a great yeah. player. He's fun to watch, but just, just relax. Like, it's not that serious. I promise you. And yeah, I think if I had to handicap Rogers versus Wilson in terms of who's leaving, I would say Ross is like a 130, 140 favorite just based on Seattle. It just feels like Seattle's ready to rebuild. Feels like Pete Carroll, the oldest coach in the NFL, probably time to put Pete out to pasture or let Pete go coach like a, a mid-and-lane Pac-12 team. Like let Pete coach California or something, right? Mm-hmm. Just let him hang out and not worry about, about anything else. And trade Russell like kind Wilson. Kind of a kind of a Herm Edwards move. Hundred percent. And then trade Russell Wilson to maybe Philadelphia with three first round picks. And there you go. And all of a sudden here's your rebuild. And you can rebuild pretty quick, even though it's not a great quarterback year. And I I don't feel the same way with Aaron Rodgers. You could be like Charlie, you're biased homer. I think with Rodgers, I think they've done a lot to sort of be like, we fucked up. And I really do believe, like, even though Jordan Love was not traded, and even though Jordan Love did not look good in his first game, I think there are going to be people who look at the tape and say, all right, well, if we give him protection, if we work with him, if we put him in our system, maybe this can work. And I guarantee you, if they think they can bring Aaron Rodgers back on a team-friendly deal for the next couple of years, they're going to talk to teams about, hey, why don't you go with Jordan Love, who's experienced, who's been here before, instead of drafting Matt Corral or drafting Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell and Malik Willis. Like one of these quarterbacks that none of them scream franchise quarterback. I think there's going to be some interest. Now that's all contingent on Aaron Rodgers wanting to come back and the Packers wanting Rodgers back. I think the locker room has no problem with Aaron Rodgers, but with all this COVID stuff, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, I thought it was a ridiculous take by Tom Silverstein to say it, Jordan Love over Rodgers might be due to the long-term health. Like Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the more fit guys in our fucking world. I don't think I, we have to worry about if Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated that he's going to have heart issues. It's few and far between. And I'm not trying to denigrate COVID. I'm just saying, like, that's a ridiculous – to me, that's an out-of-bounds take, in my opinion. That's having a take to have a take. And so now it's like, well, who would you rather have? If Philadelphia – let's just say Philadelphia is a great example because they have all the draft capital. Let's say Philadelphia, it's like, all right, it's in front of me. Would I rather have Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? One's a little older, but oh, no, one's probably a little bit better. I personally think Aaron Rodgers is better than Russell Wilson. I don't know how you feel, Mitch. And who would uh, I rather yeah. have? Who would I rather have for two years? Their contracts run out same time, twenty twenty four. Is it worth dealing with Rodgers, or would we rather have Russell Wilson? Because I think both come with their own kind of drama in terms of their personalities. Like Rodgers can be a malcontent. He can be kind of grumpy he can be sort of doesn't want to be wrong doesn't want to be criticized but then russell wilson's all about building his brand like russell wilson chose where he wanted to go based on what would help him and his wife build build their fucking brand even when lebron james easily one of the biggest athletes spent four fucking years in cleveland i don't think you need to do that but that's here nor there so i ask you like which one would you how would you handicap it if you were uh, Howie Roseman in the Eagles front office, like who would you be targeting? Would you be targeting Wilson or would you target Rodgers? I think if you're in Philadelphia specifically, a city that is notorious for demanding excellence and sort of immediate impact, I think you probably have to go Rodgers just because he's he's a better player. Um, you know, and that could trigger well, either one obviously would, would trigger maybe a Tom Brady like waterfall if you will where you know everybody's rushing to play there yep um 
but I think you got to go Rogers. I mean, those guys, I was thinking, you know, maybe starting my, my answer with the difference in their personalities, which you kind of laid out right before that. I was just going to say that, you know, I don't know if Rogers is a malcontent. He's, he definitely, the body language isn't always great. Um, so I think if you want to call that a malcontent, that then fine. I don't know if he's like, I guess Odell Beckham would probably be, ironically, yeah. sort of the poster he's, boy for malcontent he's more, right now. He's more of a malcontent for sure, like hundred percent. Like he's and, and whereas like Russell is kind of like the JJ Watt type, where oh yeah, it's <laughs> everything I do is just you know, I'm not gonna say oh well, it is oh look at me, I'm you know look at how awesome I am or look at how look at how you know look at how hard I work and. You know, whereas like a guy like Rogers doesn't really do that per se. He kind of lets the play do most of the talking, which I think probably people in Philadelphia would prefer. I think really any any real sports fan would prefer that. I think casual fans might like a Russell Wilson more, just because they they kind of see the the exterior and not necessarily the inside. And you know, Rogers has I feel like the last week lost the respect of a lot of people. He's kind of been the brunt of a ton of jokes over the last you know week or so. But prior to that, I feel like he had, you know, everybody's ear, so to speak about, about anything. And um, now he did backtrack some things uh, this week on Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't believe how much money they must be paying him to do that show every week. Yeah. It's gotta be, no. gotta be ridiculous. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I think, I think the Rogers stuff has helped his career, his off the field career more than really anything else. Um, the other thing about the whole Rogers stuff is like, I think a team who'd be trading for Rogers would say, "Can I bring Devonte Adams with him? Like, can we make yeah. this a package deal?" Even though I think if Rogers were to leave, I think Devonte would go play in Vegas with David Derek Carr. Like, I think that is a done deal in a lot of ways, similar to like Lonzo in Chicago. Like, I think it's an awfully kept secret where it's like, okay, Devontae Adams is going to sign this massive deal with the Raiders. And then he goes, plays in Vegas with his college quarterback, who they still work out together or they still have a relationship. And Devontae gets to live in Vegas versus – That would be – I mean, the Raiders have a – glaring need at wide receiver so well yeah 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 they're uh, <laughs> i mean they definitely... just found the fucking deshaun jackson so right. yeah. uh you know they've had you want to talk about you know off the field issues oh uh, yeah. they're no, they're they've... they are they're probably worse than the packers right now 100 percent. It's, it's just it's just under under reported because yeah. of you know everything in our world oh um, yeah i mean you got you have henry ruggs who killed the person probably not going to see the light of day uh, no. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Damon Arnett, I, which yeah. I missed, I mean, pretty, not a, not a great look. Uh, I can't imagine that he would be um, given another opportunity anytime soon. You must have. Especially not... considering his lack of production. Right. For those unfamiliar, Arnett was waving a gun uh, on like Snapchat or Instagram. You must not have been with us on Friday night when I showed that video to Murph because I showed I I was on Twitter and I was like, holy shit! Like <laughs> after all this had happened, like this, like there's no way this guy's gonna survive. And sure enough, he didn't. So yeah, I I think that there would be some people though who'd look at Rogers and be like, could I also bring in Devonte Adams? Do we have a Do we have enough money? And B Could that happen? And and in a weird way, Mitch, like in a like kind of alternate universe way. Like, I think that might be a reason why the Packers want to keep Aaron Rodgers is the fear of we could basically have Rodgers and Adams on another fucking team. And that would, I mean, you want to talk about something that would absolutely set the Packer world on fire. It would be that like, that would be absolute like chaos. Like that would be radio gold for months on end um and i don't know if it would happen but i think it would be something you'd have to think about like russell wilson you bring russ in and it's like yeah maybe we go after Devonte adams but 
again, there isn't that guy where, to your point, the Tom Brady waterfall, Russ hasn't really had those guys. They've been mostly on defense. That's the weird thing about him, right? Like, he hasn't – like, DK and him are close, but DK's on a rookie deal. Tyler Lockett, I mean, is a great player in that system. but And I think he would be a good player anywhere. But there's always that injury concern with Tyler Lockett, and I don't – I have no idea his free agency status. So I think that you look at Russ and you're like, is Russ really well liked in, the, in like the grand scheme of things, personality wise? And I think to your point about the JJ Watt tryhard stuff, I don't know how well liked Russ is by other players. Yeah. Like I think they probably are jealous that he's married to Ciara, but I think that's about it. And I think if you look at Aaron, despite what Greg Jennings said in the past and what your Michael Finley keeps saying. Like, I think Rodgers is pretty well-liked. And I think that he has enough respect, at least at the receiver and running back level, where guys would want to play for them if they told Rodgers, like, hey, go recruit like Tom did. Be like Tom. But we'll have to see, man. And I, and I do I do think for, like, Albert Breer pointed this out last week. Uh, I think it was during the game or right after Act was lost. It's like, does – like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, like, why would you want to leave, though? Like, that's a, a great question because it's like Packers have one of the best rosters in football. Like, top down, the, you know, facts there, yeah, the Chiefs are what they were, and I know they're struggling. But the fact Packers didn't get wiped off the floor with basically a rookie quarterback in Kansas City says everything you need to know about the depth of this team. And there aren't a few that are – there aren't many that are like that. And it's not like Rodgers will be able to get to choose that. You know, the Brett, I think I've said this on a podcast before, but like Brett Favre thought he was going to go to Tampa Bay and then they trade him the Jets because they didn't want Brett Favre in the division, in the conference. There is a 0.0 chance that Aaron Rodgers would go to an NFC team. He won't go to San Francisco. He, and I don't even know how him and Kyle Shannon would work. I think that would be disastrous. Um, and I don't know what Kyle Shannon's even going to be there, to be honest. Um, he won't go to New Orleans and Sean Payton. Like, that won't happen. Just won't. Um, but w- could he go to Denver? Yeah, maybe. And could he go Could he go play for – I'm trying to think of another team. Uh, off top. Could he go to Tennessee, right? I know Ryan Tannehill is good, but I think if you asked any Titans fan, even though they're playing great, would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or Aaron Rodgers? I think 100 out of 100 would say Ryan, uh, Aaron Rodgers and maybe – well. Oh, Maybe. oh, look well, at that I, I mean, zag. That is a zag right there. I love it. No, well, I like when, you consider, when you consider how fucking much they have to give up to get Aaron Rodgers, I mean, would you would you want to give up three first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers and, you know, lose some of your depth and long-term prospects, you know, to have a, a significantly better quarterback for – I mean, I guess he puts you in the conversation right away, so I guess you – you do it every time, but you know what, the Titans though, are weird. I think the Titans no, are a weird you know, example Titans are just weird. because they're – Titans are weird. You know, you're right in a weird way. You are right because, like, what do you do with Derrick Henry? Like, Derrick Henry, right. like, that's, like, too many guys. Like, that Hannah would be Hill's a great, a great fit. He's a great quarterback when he can hand it off 40 times a game. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, no, actually, you're right. Like, I think there would be some Titans that are like – well, Like, Denver, Denver to me is a good fit. Like if the Raiders could get him, I, I mean, I think they're maybe I'm I'm not close enough to the situation, but I think they're okay with Derek Carr for right now. Um, you know, again, considering how much you have to, you'd have to give up, I think Denver is certainly thirsty enough and desperate enough to to do whatever it takes to get Rodgers. I think that's maybe like your, you know, if I was a betting man and, and there's a board on who could get Aaron Rodgers, I think Denver's probably your favorite. Well, also, too, like, Denver just got a sec- an extra second and a third-round pick from Los Angeles. Now, those won't be great picks, right? But they're more they're, – it's more arsenal. But that's – that's like, second, third-round picks, that's good picks in the NFL. Oh, 100%. No, 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 no. I – look, I, I agree. And it's next year. So, it's like the Packers could retool, basically, right away with – and guys who've been drafted in the second and third round. Well, and, you're, and you're saying that – as you were saying, Seattle's right for a rebuild, and – I'm not saying the Packers are right for a rebuild, but like they could they could turn shit around pretty quick if they made a move with Aaron Rodgers. I just oh, oh look, I mean look, dude, I, like the, the the thought of the Packers trading 
Aaron Rodgers is wild. I mean, it's just not something that you would think they'd do. But they also traded Brett Favre um, because they had to. And I don't know. It, it, yeah. it just seems like Rodgers and Favre are kind of at different – even though they're probably pretty similar in age, I guess it just seems like, yeah. like, I mean, like Favre, Favre had Favre by then had so much mileage on him. And we all know the backstory with Brett Favre. Like he, he the, the, the decline was sharp and, and, and you could kind of see it coming. I don't know about that with Rogers. I mean, Rogers could have three or four more good years in him yet. You know, you know, in a weird way, I could see Rogers though being the person that he is and having a wife that is not a football person at all. Like he's had six concussions, I think. So like if he gets another like severe concussion, yeah. like what would make him say like fuck this? Or if he breaks his collarbone again, like well, I think that's a that's a dream scenario for everybody. The Packers win the Super Bowl and Rogers calls it quits, <laughs> quits right there on the podium and rides and off it, in the sunset. It's like me and Shailene are gonna go manufacture our own peyote out in Albuquerque. Um, right. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you later, and yeah, we're gonna give Jordan the keys and go. No, you're right. I mean, in a weird way, as like fucked up as it sounds, it is very similar to 2007. Like, people forget how good that Packers team was. Like, that Packers team easily should have played the, the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. And if Brett Favre listens to Mike McCarthy, he pro- they probably are. But they, he ignored McCarthy. He did his own thing. He throws, it, throws an interception to Corey Webster. Ornstein kicks the field goal, and the Packers lose uh, one of my more heartbreaking games as a, a young adult. Like, that's in the mm-hmm. – I think like top five, to be honest, like I think mostly because like I was so confident heading into that game, like the Seattle loss. I, I still contend. We did a podcast after that Seattle loss. People forget like it's buried. You have to really dig for it. But like I, that loss is not as bad to me as some of the others, just because I was really confident in that giants game. Cause we're at home. We were, we were all getting ready to play the Cowboys on the road and the Giants stun them. We're like, fuck the Giants. We can beat them at Lambeau. It's freezing cold. It's everything you want. It didn't happen. And so you look at that 2007 season and then you trade Favre and they have one bad year, the 6-10. They get back to the playoffs and it's not for a, a face match that gets called. Green Bay might win a shootout against Arizona. I'm glad they didn't. And then next year they won a Super Bowl. You're telling me the same thing can't happen with Jordan Love and Matt Lafleur? I'm I'm sorry, I just don't buy that. Like I, and you have an extra playoff spot. This so it's like could the Packers next year be eight and nine or nine and eight maybe? And Minnesota's itching to fire their coach. Chicago, I think, is on the rise. I really do. I mean, I thought what they did against the Pittsburgh was really impressive. I don't think Pittsburgh's that good, but I I mean Chicago hung in there. Justin Fields had some moments where I thought it, like, really looked good. So I think Chicago is the team that you'd worry about. And Detroit at some point is going to figure it out, Dan Gamble. But it's it's not like this division is, like, at the AFC West. Like, if the Packers were in the AFC West, I'd be like, how can you trade Aaron Rodgers when you have Herbert, you have Mahomes, you have a young Raiders team with a decent quarterback who finds a way to win. Like, there's no way you could. But in this division, it actually is more beneficial. So we'll see, man. It's going to be really right. interesting. It's going to be a very interesting offseason with Wilson, with Deshaun Watson, with Aaron Rodgers. It's, yeah. And I think kind of the first domino will be like, what are we going to do about this Deshaun Watson case? Like, I'm not bringing that in just to talk about it. And I don't really want to. But it's like, I think once we know, like, if that's going to be a court case, then we'll know if that's going to actually be possible or if Deshaun just has to go play with the Texans. I don't know. <laughs> that We'll see, man. Be interesting. Be, it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm going, so I'm obviously going to take the Packers. I, I, I will assume Rodgers plays. I think there's going to be a fuck you angle. I think the Packers win pretty easily. I don't think the Seahawks are that good. I, I mean, I know it's a kitchen sink game for the Seahawks. I know these teams always play close games. But I have the Packers winning thirty to twenty. I think it's it's a it's a pretty comfortable win for Green Bay, and they 
they get going and get ready for Minnesota next week. What is the spread as we speak? Uh, I think it was five and a half. Um, it, that's assuming, right? They're assuming Rogers is playing, is what Vegas is yeah. assuming at five and a half. So I'll go Packers cover. I will say 31 24, assuming Rogers plays. Okay. I, I also do think, though, if Rodgers doesn't play for some reason, I do think they can win because Jordan Love has all the reps this week. He's worked with Devontae Adams. This is a little different than last week. And I think you'll just see – and he's at home. I think you'll just see a better version of Jordan Love. And I know Seattle's defense metrics-wise looks okay, but I'd also ask you, like, what's your favorite offense Seattle has played this year? Because there's not a lot. They played that weird game with the – the Rams, which was on a Thursday night, and that's been about it. They are getting fat on bad on bad offenses like the Saints, like the Jaguars, and, and a few others. So, I think that I think Jordan Love would be fine with if they if that had to be the case. Yeah, I mean that people underestimate probably. Yeah, I I, I mean we never even really talked about Jordan Love at all. Um, no, and that's yeah. another another half an hour discussion. Oh yeah, no, um, I. I did. I, I, uh, as you, as you said, as my pseudo producer, I did 55, 50 some minutes on, uh, Jordan Love, which really could have been two podcasts. I really should have just done like half my segments on Monday and then the other half on Tuesday. That's okay. We learn, we learn from our mistakes. But yeah, Jordan, it'd be cool to see Jordan on another game. I think the Packers would really like another game, of Jordan Love. So I think they would love that Lions game week 18 to be the Jordan Love show and not have to worry about seeding and just have it be Jordan Love time, which I won't be able to watch because I'll be in Hawaii during that time, which would be great. Awful. Yeah. I mean, that they just, you'd like to see him in a different, you know, more, more, uh, you know, young quarterback friendly type of atmosphere. Oh, totally. Like Jordan Love playing against the Lions in Detroit week 18, I think it's about as good as you, you're going to get, right? Yeah, a bunch of guys who are just playing their their trips to Cancun are booked. They're joining me in Hawaii on Tuesday. Like they're 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 no one's taking that game seriously. And then you can just let Jordan Love cook and let him really and it's a controlled environment. You have, you know, it's inside, whatever. So I, I would love to see that. Kind of hope that's kind of what I'm hoping for, that Jordan gets another opportunity that's more more his speed. Right. Let's let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks, who just tipped off uh, as we continue on on our show. Um, so if anything happens, Bucks Knicks tonight, I'll probably hold on uploading the podcast till after, just in case. You never know. Just need to be careful. Um, we're talking about Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen has been a revelation. The Bucks got him for free. John Horace deserves so much credit for that. I, I didn't realize this until I was actually writing it today, Mitch. I think what John Horst realized is he will watch Grace now. He's like, this guy's good. He plays this in a system that's pretty similar to what the Bucks run. Taylor Jenkins, former Bucks assistant, is the coach of the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. He, if we put him on our team, he could probably be a level. He'd be a little bit better than what we have with Dante. And sure as shit, he is everything I think we hoped. Dante DiVincenzo would be, um, and he's making – he's like 41% right with open threes this year and shooting eight. There's a lot of guardrails on that stat, but he's been an absolute phenom for the Bucks, and been one of the only guys that's played every game with Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I ask you, Mitch, how does Grayson fit once everybody's back? Once Brooks back, once Chris is back, once Drew gets his sea legs, like how – how is Grayson's role going to change or is it something where we can still expect the 25 point game from Grayson, even when the whole spot's back? Uh, I think it's going to be just fine. Honestly, I, I think you can, I think the amount of threes he takes in a game, you easily could get a 25, 30 point game again, even when everyone's healthy. Um, I, I guess the time he probably won't have to dribble much, once Middleton's back, you know, holidays back to his normal self, um, you know, he, he's not going to have to probably take the ball to the rack, but I think that that wide open three is pretty much always going to be there. 
Um, you saw in the Brooklyn game, which I think is the best barometer of a full-strength Bucks basketball team so far this season. I think he had a ton of open threes. I, don't, I think he went like three for 10 in opening night from, from three. So it wasn't a great game, but, um, you know, if he's taking 10, he's going to make probably three, four five, you know, maybe he gets hot, has a Doug McDermott type type of experience where he goes seven or eight of 10 or 10 or 11, you know, and that puts him right there at, you know, 24 points and, you know, he'll get a couple free throws here and there, but I think he fits really nicely with, with any team that's, you know, I think he kind of, He's a decent shooter, decent enough. Um, again, the volume. And then, like, when his role, I guess, would be sort of reduced, and, you know, he kind of would just blend in. And then he'd also probably provide, I don't know, about, I guess, maybe a little bit of an edge. You know, he dived, he dove on the floor the other night. I forget what, was that the Sixers game? Where he just, like, I don't know, it was, it was like, I feel like you don't see a lot of guys diving on the floor and pulling, pulling jump balls out of, you know, loose balls out of the, uh, off the ground a whole lot in the NBA. But um, I was like, man, this dude is, you know, he gives a shit, you know, and uh, um, it's not that like Dante DiVincenzo doesn't, but no. there's just, I think there's just something about Grace Allen that he just, he seems like a more complete player he's polished right like he's that's the I think the word you're looking for like he's just polished like and he also isn't afraid of the big moment like he wanted he won a national championship just like Dante did but like there are times where you watch Dante and you're like god this guy's ready to like shit his pants like he's gonna legitimately shit himself out on the basketball court I think if you go back before the playoffs started like that was a real concern we had with Dante DiVincenzo and in in a weird way, like I'm not trying to talk bad about a guy, but like it's probably a blessing the Bucks didn't have Dante in some of those tight playoff games because the moment got too big at times. And I just don't think that's gonna happen with Grayson Allen. He just has that poise, he has a little bit of that Pat Pat C ice water vein in him where he can hit a big shot. And I think that's really big for a guy like Chris Middleton, where Chris Middleton was the closer. Chris Middleton still is the closer. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. But there are nights where Chris Middleton's going to get doubled. People are going to put more attention on Chris Middleton in the last five minutes. And if Chris Middleton can kick it out to Grayson in the corner for a big shot to put away a team, it's all you need, right? Like he hit the big shot last night against against Philly, where it was like, I think the Bucks were up. Were they up four? And then hit. Yeah, Allen hits the corner three. Yeah. And kind of that's it. And that was the, that was sort of the dagger. And it was about a minute, minute and a half left. And it was a huge shot. The yep. guy and just, that was, that was off of a drawn kick from Giannis. I mean, right. Giannis was in the paint spinning and, and condition and Allen was wide open. Gray Allen, as they call him, um, hit the, hit the dagger. Right. That was, yep. uh, or, which, or, which you, you love, you love to see in Philly. Or, oh, yeah. Look, I I will always want to beat Philly's ass. Like, I don't care that they – like, this Philly team the other day was more likable, right? Because it had uh, had uh, Gorgeous Niang or Gorgeous Niang, whatever. I love I love Niang. Like, I loved him in college. One of – kind of one of my guys. Like, I really liked that Iowa State team he was on. Um, I think Tyrese Maxey's really good. But – I all still, it's like, you gotta beat Philly. doesn't matter. And right. you hope that you can, you can kind of get it done and you hope this road trip kind of continues in the right direction for the bucks. It doesn't sound like Middleton or Brooke Lopez is going to be ready for this road trip. I know Brooks on it cause he was at the white house. Um, I don't know necessarily what's going on with Middleton's COVID diagnosis. Um, they really haven't yeah. provided much the bucks. Yeah. They don't, they don't like to, they don't like to say much. Bucks have kind of been red China. Someone could say the Bucks are more red China than <laughs> the the Green Bay Packers. True, but when you have NFL insiders saying whatever the fuck they want, it's pretty hard to control well, right. the Well, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, the NFL message. insiders have to get on ESPN and apologize because they only had one side of a domestic abuse scandal and had to uh, fucking come to, come on ESPN with their, their tail between their fucking legs because they're a goddamn chump. Not that I'm talking about Adam Schefter and Dalvin Cook or anything. 
But seriously, like, yeah, that is true. Uh, there's not enough. Like Eric Name, I think, and Eric's great. And I've met Eric. He does great work. But Eric asked, uh, he asked Bud, I think, uh, I forget what, and it was before the Wizards game. He asked Bud, he's like, hey, um, this back thing, like, it's not just soreness if you're out for like two weeks. And then Bud's like, yeah, I can't really talk about it. I don't know. Uh, we're just working it out. Brooke, got to figure it out. It's like, awesome. Great. Thanks. Thanks, man. Really appreciate the transparency here. Well, and then, and then before the, before the Sixers game, he had no update either. Like nothing had changed. And it's just like, I, I didn't realize that Eric asked him that. That's, that's pretty incredible that it's not really back soreness if it's been two and a half weeks. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's right. I mean, spot the lie, right? Like it's well, not, it's like, then what the hell's going on? I mean, if it's something well, right. I can't talk about it, you know, cause they need him. I mean, make no mistake about it. I mean, they've oh, gotten, yeah. Oh, 100%. They, got, they got killed. They got killed on picking rolls and everything against the Wizards. Um, and just, he just, he adds so much size. You just, you really have a tough time with Bobby Portis in there. Yeah. Um, as the, uh, as your center. I mean, it's just, you know, Bobby, Bobby puts forth, you know, good faith effort, but he's just undersized. He's not, not the rebounder, not the, not the presence that Brooke is down low. So, um, you ain't winning anything without Brooke Lopez. But I, as I tweeted the as I tweeted during that Wizards game, do you also want to trade Brooke Lopez for a guard? Yeah, no. That's uh I think I think Brooke Lopez uh has found his his like flowers, if you will, and I think people have understood the value that Brooke brings to this team. Um, but I do want to also point out just my whole take on how first quarters are fucking meaningless in the NBA really proved out yesterday and how it just didn't matter on cue is that we're taping bucks just got underway. Grayson hit a, hit a fucking pull up three um, in transition deep after two. Julius, after Julius Randall bounced. Oh, the Julius Randall three was ridiculous. I mean, you know, Julius was out with his Kentucky guys last night. Like he has, he has two good quarters in him and then, then the fucking whiskey's gonna just start tightening those those hamstrings. We we know it all too well as as rack uh racking years of the night, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Bucks can do the rest of this uh trip. They got the Celtics on Friday, and then they have the Hawks on Sunday. Hawks, man. Oof, real bad. Real assy right now. Uh Atlanta. I also real quick, and we gotta We'll talk badges, and then we'll get out of here. Ben Simmons, the Boston thing, would be the funniest thing ever, right? That'd be the worst trade of all time if they traded Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, but just from a like pure NBA comedy, so many writers are Boston based. You know, you have Simmons, you have Rosillo, you have Kevin O'Connor, you have Chris Mannix, who's Boston. Kevin Wilds is Boston. Even like Jackie Mack is still. I know Jackie retired, Mack, Bob Ryan. Like you have so many people who are, you know, Boston relate adjacent. Like the amount of people who have, would have to delete Ben Simmons tweets would be unbelievable. <laughs> but in a weird way, I could see like M.A. Adoka and Brad Stevens being like, we could fix Ben Simmons. But also it'd be a very weird trade because Boston and Philly do not like each other. Like that is a legitimate rivalry in the NBA. Like those fan base, more fan bases than teams. But that would be that'd be like if the Brewers and Cubs made a trade, right? At a high level. Or if the Brewers got like Anthony Rizzo in the offseason. I'm not saying they will, but if they get Anthony Rizzo in the offseason, like there's gonna be a lot of Cubs fans that aren't happy about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, that would be, that would be a fascinating trade for sure. Oh um, yeah. But I just, man, I don't know. The pro I think the problem with the Simmons thing is that they're just, there aren't any realistic trade suitors at this time. Yeah. You gotta, um, I think you're going to have to wait till December 15th when, you know, most of the league can then get traded. And then that'll be well, a lot I, different. It, it, it would, it would help if Simmons would actually play. Oh yeah, no. Um, you know these fucking guys don't understand. Like, you have to play through it. Yeah, you know, it, and, and and play like even 
Like I want to say like Jonathan Lucroy for the Brewers. Like, yeah. Am I am I like misremembering? But was there wasn't it kind of like? No, he wanted out. The Brewer yeah. the Brewers were were heading into you know Stearns had just got there maybe or they were you know I I forget how exactly went down but he was like the one guy left from like the 2014 nightmare mm-hmm. and there was <laughs> there was still you know he wanted to play he still had some years left but. He kind of secretly wanted, you know, it was maybe a poorly kept secret, but he wanted out. And it was just kind of like, you know, keep keep playing your way. I mean, even James Harden, you know, if you guys, if you just play, you know, your trade value can can get boosted and we can get you out of here faster. But, you know, they don't give a shit anymore. So I, I will I will also say, too, in, in that regard, like, and I'm not I don't want to get on like a, a pedestal here, but like. For Ben Simmons to use mental health as an excuse is fucking pathetic. Oh yeah, like I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's it's it was a it was so it was it was a move to get to get every, everybody. It was it absolutely was it, it was a it was a, it was a move to get the heat off of him, um, for a little while, and you know then then to refuse like because the, the, the team was like okay if you're really you know having struggling with this like you know, we'll get you some help. And I, he like reportedly refused it. And right. It's like, it's like, it's it's his bullshit. It's like the, it's like the person who's like, Oh, I'm, I'm sick. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, we'll get you antibiotics. Oh, you know, I like, I don't, I don't need antibiotics. Like I'm not, not that sick. It's like, well, my mental health isn't that bad. I just don't want to be here. It's like, fuck off, dude. Like I'm so glad the Bucks have no like need for him, and that there's not any conversation. Nothing is that is, is anything to like worry about in that regard. So right. just just makes me happy. We'll uh, wrap up the show here with the Wisconsin Badgers. Little college football talk. The Badgers are getting ready to play Northwestern this week, which Northwestern can't stop the run. And that's probably bad news against the Badger team that is red fucking hot. Um, they are rolling and I looked at the landscape of the big 10 and I, I have to think like Badgers right now look like the best team in the big 10. Now, granted the ranking doesn't show that they did move up to 18, but they, they just look dominant on both sides of the football. Like it finally looks like Graham Mertz is comfortable. It took a year and a fucking half. Braylon Allen is the next Derrick Henry, maybe not that good, but he, to me, that's the only comparison you can make. I think John Clay, I Doze has called him an in-shape John Clay, which is not bad, but I, I really think it's Derrick Henry. I think someone called him Ron Dane. There was a, a Ron Dane comparison, and I'm like, Ron Dane was a fucking dang. Like Braylon's just he's he's maybe one of one. And now and you have this defense that I think's right there with Georgia. And so I look at it and I'm like, could they play spoiler? Could they ruin the Big Ten's chances at a college football playoff come December if it's Michigan, if it's Ohio State, if it's Michigan State somehow? Like, could Wisconsin be that team that spoils the party and says, nah, we're not, you're not going to have a team in, in the playoff because we're going to win this conference title? I don't know. I really like what the Badgers have been doing. I don't know how you feel, but it's been, it's been kind of fun. It's been a little bit of a revelation. Yeah. And they're they're kind of winning how Wisconsin wins, so it's it's been, you know, they've they've gotten into a groove. The competition hasn't been been great, but I mean, they're you know, you look at the box score from from the Rutgers game, and like ten different guys had a rushing attempt, which is pretty crazy. And Graham Mertz only threw sixteen passes again. Um, I, mean, I mean, but he was a Tanner Jack, real quick. He was eleven of sixteen for two forty. Like it's not. I know right. he had a seventy-two yard pass in that, but like he was pretty good in that game. Like you gotta give Graham a little credit. Yeah, I mean, I will. Rutgers is. They were there were they were what five hundred coming into that game. Yeah, so I guess no, not, not. Not like I mean that that's that's a decent win. I mean to win by that much. On oh the yeah, road. on the road. Yeah, you win by forty nine on the road. That's pretty impressive. No matter really who you're playing, unless it's like Akron or something. But like forty nine on the road is is forty nine on the road. Yeah, I totally. Considering agree this that. is a this is a team that barely beat Army uh, at home. Um, you know they've they've, they've it happens a lot with the Badgers, where you know this the schedule was kind of backwards this year, and um, 
you know, I guess you'd really love an opportunity at Notre Dame right now, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, or Penn State. Or Michigan. Yeah, you'd, you'd love to get one of those teams back right now and just see what see what they can do against uh, against those guys with this with the offense the way it is right now and finding Braylon Allen at at, at this point in the season that uh, you'd love another crack but unfortunately it wasn't the way it worked out but I guess you know they they would have another chance for a for a signature win in the Big Ten title game if they would end up uh, making it that far which it sure seems like they're uh, you know the ball is kind of in their court I suppose I mean Northwestern not great and it is in Madison so you're not terribly worried about the the House of Horrors in Northwestern. No. What's it called? Ryan, no, Ryan, Ryan Field. Field like yeah, that. cold, cold, rainy, eleven o'clock start. About twenty fans in the stands. Yeah, no, you don't have to worry about that. Like Ryan Field practiced pandemic social distancing before social distancing was a thing. Oh, yeah, uh, you, good joke. I know it was very much a dad joke. It's fine. Um, and I'm okay. Nebraska is kind of trash, and I don't think you worry about them at no, home. No, they're. They're kind of dead now because they're not going to make a bowl. I think they, it, the only thing you'd worry about there is like kitchen sink, but I, they might be running out of games. Like I don't think I don't know if they have enough games left to get into a bowl. Maybe at five and seven, as like if they don't have enough six and six teams. But I have a feeling they should have enough six and six teams this year. But we'll see. Right, and then you, they go to Minnesota for the X game, so that's going to be. I mean, Minnesota's terrible at home apparently. So ah, uh, yeah, that. I mean, I lost a lot of money on, on that game. Um, that was, that was a bad one. I was like, Oh, Illinois can't stop the run. Minnesota, you know, Badgers are similar, like dominate Illinois and then just lose a bunch of money. So that's okay. Um, but you know, Minnesota is just, they don't have a quarterback. They're like, they're like the Badgers a couple of years ago where they just, they have a little bit of, a, and they have too many running back injuries. Like they had probably one of the best running backs in the big 10. He goes out week one then they lose Trey Potts. Then they lost their third running back. Like they, they just keep losing running backs. So who knows, man? Um, but no, I, I think I would love the Badgers to get actually a crack at Ohio State. Just watching that defense against a really good Ohio State offense, see how they would do versus like Michigan again. That that's probably the topic for a couple weeks down the road. Maybe you and I when we get together around Thanksgiving is like. All right, now who do you want the Badgers to face? And if you have a choice, I'm three. Michigan State's obviously probably the easiest one, um, but yeah. and but the, you know Ohio State has its own like demons of like can we? I think this will be the year where it's like if you can't beat Ohio State this year, it's, it might not be happening. Right. I was gonna say like like Ohio State probably is beatable as they've been. Yeah. You know, I mean, with a freshman quarterback. Um, you know, they, they lost to Oregon, so it's not like they're, you know, a complete wagon. But I, I, I still – I don't think, like – I don't think Ohio State's going to survive. Like, I just – I don't think Ohio State's going to survive. I don't think Alabama's going to survive. Like, I think, you know, the, all the hand-wringing about Cincinnati. And I actually – I was a little upset about it. And then it's like, all right, you're playing Tulsa. You're a 22-point favorite. And then you need, like, all this shit to happen to just beat Tulsa. Like, when Tulsa's not making a bowl, like, come on. Got to be a little bit better. I don't know. And I think Cincinnati's going to kind of get in because there's just no good teams, and they're just going to it's gonna have some teams lose. And I think Ohio State's one of them. They have a they, you know, Michigan State, Michigan, it's not going to be in the Big Ten title game, which probably is against Wisconsin. That's not – oh, they play Purdue this weekend, but that's at home. So they should be able to. I don't think Purdue's – when Purdue shocks the world, it's when they're, they're at uh, – Ross Aid Stadium and not playing the Badgers because that's the only team they can't beat. No matter how good Purdue's been against like top five teams, they're like 0 and 15 against the Badgers. It's kind of crazy. Right. That's that is nuts. So we'll see what well, happens. We'll see, man. It should be a, a fun, fun ride to the finish and just hope hope we wander into more good college football as the weeks go on. Like last week. Didn't really even look like a great slate. And then there were a lot of good games. I enjoyed myself. I was on the couch for most of it because I was on call for work. And I went out Friday night with you and Seitzer and uh, Murphy. And I was I was pleasantly surprised at how much good college football there was during during the day. And a little, little weak at night, but it was still fun to watch Oregon because I had a good amount of cheese on, on the uh, ducks in that one. And 
and that was that was nice to see that come through. So we'll uh, we'll see if uh, college football can repeat itself as the weeks go on. Yes, sir. All right. Anything else for people before we go? Before I let you go and uh, watch the Bucks and myself eat some dinner? Uh, no, I think I think we we covered it all pretty good. All right. Also, too, I should mention Veterans Day. You know, thanks to uh, thanks to our vets. Um, always appreciate. Don't want to don't want to leave them out. Got to shout got to yeah. shout them out. So absolutely, yeah. is, is it you? I feel like it's usually not on a Thursday. Am I am I wrong on that or does it no? Matter? It's always it's always the eleventh. But what's weird is it's a lot of people have off today. Like a lot of people have off. Today. Like a lot of agencies. Yeah, if you're like, if you're a federal if you're a federal employee. No, like sure, I have like agencies like that we work with that are like, oh yeah, we're off today. I'm like, the fuck? Why don't I veterans yeah. stay off? But also though, can I say like, would there be anything worse than having Thursday off and then having to go back to work on Friday? Like, yeah. you, like, you just have to take PTO that Friday. Yeah. There's no way I'd be coming back. I'd be like, all right, I'm off Friday too then. Like, there's no way I'm going to do one day off and then, or take like, I don't know, whatever. Although Friday, maybe you get, it's just a chill day at work. It doesn't matter. Who knows? All right. All right. Take care of yourself. We'll be back next week. Who knows what we'll be talking about. Um, probably get ready for Packers Vikings. We'll have more Buck stuff. Maybe some Brewer awards handed out. They're just dragging that fucking thing out as far as they can. And who knows what else? All right. Take care of yourself. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. See you. See you.